and welcome to Veterans Get After It podcast, where I give military men and women the tools to feel less overwhelmed, more connected, and motivated to get after the life they want. If you want to know how to use the power of coaching and get after what's possible, then this place is for you. I'm your host, Wendy Ray, Army Veteran and Certified Life Coach. Let's get after it. Hello and welcome, my military community, to episode number 30. And if this is your first episode, I want to personally welcome you, and I am just super excited that you're here, not only because you are willing and wanting to grow mentally and emotionally, but because I have a special guest with me today. So I hope you're ready because the guy that I am interviewing is not only phenomenal in the military, he's also getting after it outside of the military and doing great big things impacting the veteran community. Seriously, you guys, you are not only going to walk away with a little coaching tool, but you're also going to completely change your mind when it comes to coaching. And you're going to learn more about it as well. So I would love to introduce you to the podcast host of Escape Velocity, Topaz Navarro. And I'm just going to give Topaz, introduce Topaz briefly, but Topaz, I want to welcome you before I do that. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Wendy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So Topaz Navarro is a U.S. veteran, mental health advocate, mindset coach, and a father. His military career spans over 25 years and 20 of those years in the soft community with several operational deployments to the Middle East and Africa. Topaz currently serves on the National Alliance on Mental Illness, also known as NAMI. He is the founder and executive director of mental health nonprofit organization, Work Play Obsession, and he's also the owner of Escape Velocity Academy. If asked to describe himself, Topaz would say that he is a passionate, he is passionate about people. He is not only an advocate, he is a teammate, friend, and survivor. Topaz remains focused on his massively transformative purpose of leaving everyone he meets at least 5% more motivated and inspired than when they first met, more focused and more committed towards living their lives in the present moment. All right, you guys, I hope that you got all of that. But like I mentioned earlier, Topaz is getting after it in the service and outside of the service as well. So Topaz, again, welcome. We're super happy to have you here. And for all my listeners, again, if you are driving, if you are possibly not um, in a safe place to take notes, I still would love for you to listen to this as you're driving to wherever you're going, possibly work or home. But I would love for you to also take notes, come back and take notes, because everything that Topaz has for you, you guys are going to not want to miss. So Topaz... I would love to start off with asking you on your fuel and passion for mental health because everything that you're doing has to do with mental health. And that's really what stood out to me when I first met you, which by the way, you guys, when we talk about networking and just getting out there and meeting new people, meeting other veterans, doing phenomenal work. I tell you that that is key. So either in the military or when you're transitioning out networking, networking, and networking. And by that, I mean being genuine and talking and getting to know one another because that's how Topaz and I met in uh, Bunker Labs group. And ever since then, we 
knew that we needed to talk, connect, and learn more about one another because not only are we focusing on the exact um, coaching philosophy, but the impact that we both want to make with our military community is it's just going to go beyond and, and it's mind blowing for me to know that I have a fellow uh, veteran brother that is passionate and willing to help other veterans um, with their um, not only their career, their lives, but just their overall well-being. So I'm just so happy that we connected um, Topaz and I want to start off with asking you, how did this um, fuel for I'm sorry, how did this passion start for you in the mental health community? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, first of all, thanks again for having me. Um, I know I said it already, but <laughs> thanks again. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity. Look, I, I, we like to start with, um, right, as military backgrounds, we like to start with the, with our bottom line up front, right? So just as you said earlier, look, my, my, my goal is to leave everyone I interact with, meet, touch, 5% more motivated, inspired than before we met more focused, more motivated, more inspired to achieve their impossible, right? So that's purpose-driven personal development towards what I call second mountain principles, which are things that um, create internal happiness. We do them just for the sheer joy of doing them, right? And to get there, we have to understand ourselves, um, understand the obstacles we faced, the ones that we continue to face, our limiting beliefs, our fear of practicality, um, which we'll get into later, and um, just these things that help us move forward and the things that are holding us back, right? So mental health and why mental health? Um, I'll borrow a, a, a phrase from one of my good friends. His name's Pasha. He was also on the Soldier for Life podcast uh, previously to, to my episode. If you haven't listened, by the way, the Soldier for Life podcast um, is a great podcast. Um, but we'll start it with this, right? I've lost more friends to suicide than I have to combat, right? To combat related wounds or injuries, right? Because suicide obviously is, is an impact of combat, but I've lost more friends to suicide than I have from, from combat. Now let that kind of sink in and you can realize the impact that mental health challenges, mental, mental illness, if you want to phrase it that way, um, is having on the military community. Right. So right now I'm heavily involved with, with NAMI Howard County, which is a national alliance of mental illness. Um, me and a couple other veterans, we started a peer support group, which we meet, uh, every first Monday of the month, um, for an hour and a half from six to seven 30. And it's just a group of veterans. We get there and we talk, you know, right now we're blessed to be virtual so we can reach the entire world. You know, if you have the ability to get on zoom, please join us. You know, the first Monday of the month from six to seven 30, uh, I invite you to go to, uh, NAMI Howard County, uh, .org, I believe it is, uh, online and register. Come hang out with us, have a conversation like this, and 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 kind of it's the way we like to start the month off to kind of get our frustrations out, to be vulnerable, to have gratitude, to spend time with each other, uh, and to set us on an upward trajectory, right? Um, Workplay Obsession All In Foundation. So I'm the founder and executive director of this nonprofit that provides community events as a form of uh, social support, group therapy, and, and mental health education uh, to help raise awareness to eliminate the stigma of mental illness. Um, we're not counselors, therapists, doctors, or social workers. We're consumers, teammates, and, and survivors. And when I say consumers, I mean all of us, uh, the majority of us in the group are consumers of mental health services, whether that's post-traumatic stress, uh, depression, anxiety, hypervigilance. Um, we, we, we relate and we connect through shared experiences. So um, that's, that's really what fueled my passion. You know, I lost two friends to suicide within the span of 40 days. 
uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, and it really impacted um, me. And I said, you know what, I have to do more than just talk about it in a group of three or four people. Um, I need to try to impact everybody that I interact with. Um, right. That's where that magical 5% for me comes that people are like 5%. What the hell does that mean? Well, what does it mean to you? You know, that's really what the question is. And that's what goes back to coaching, right? Um, we say, if you, if you, one way you can tell if you have a good coach is how many times they say it depends, right? So if you sit down with a coach and you never hear them say it depends, then they're either not listening or they really, they're not really digging deeply, right? Because everything depends let me say this. Personality does not scale, right? I love to say that. I love that saying. And from a coach's perspective is we have to listen and figure out what the experiences and expectations are of the other person to understand how we can walk down that path to figure out what that limiting belief is, what that obstacle is, what that fear is that's causing uh, whatever it is, you know, the pause, the hesitation, the, the worry, the, the anxiety, so I love that. It depends, you know? So yeah, um, trying to keep it short. I know we're short on time, but let's, let's dig in some more, you know? No, I, I love that Topaz. I one, one, first want to say that I'm sorry for your loss. It is very hard, very difficult to deal with any loss. Um, and more specifically, uh, brother, sister. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That you start with. So I, I want to, you know, say that first. And the second thing is when you mentioned, you know, the 5%, you know, um, when you sent me your bio, I'm like, yes, this is, this is it. This last sentence right here, when you want to impact any, anyone new that you meet, anyone around you, because I think that that is what, like you mentioned, a good coach does, right? Like you show up in every single area. Like I, I think I've told you before, because I'm big on drinking coffee. I have my venti coffee here now. Anytime I encounter anyone at Starbucks or any other coffee shop, anywhere I go, anywhere with other human beings, I yes. want to be able to make an impact, even if it's just with a simple smile, because we do not know what that person is going through, especially when it comes to, you know, being in front of your soldiers, your airmen, your Marines, you want to show up in a way where you can, you know, you can impact them, even if it's 1%, 5%, yeah. whatever it may be for you. But I love that. And I think that that's really what also sets you apart. You know, so, it's interesting because, oh, sorry, I was going to say uh, something you said there really resonated with me. I'm sorry to, to cut you off. But when we talk about this world of coaching, right, I think the challenge is people don't understand what a coach does. They think about social media influencers and they think about mentorings, right? Mentoring. Mentoring is great, right? But a mentor, their job isn't to ask questions. What a mentor does, they say, this is what I did and this is what you should do, period, yes. which is great at times, right? Social media influencers, they're going to throw some motivational quotes at you and hope to get you inspired, which is great if I already have the goal and the plan set in motion. Right. Motivational uh, influencers are good if I already have my plan. I already know what I need to do. I just need a swift kick in the butt to get moving in that direction. Great. Right. But neither one of those people are asking questions. Right. Yes. And and this is why I started uh, Escape Velocity Academy. Right. Um, our, our line is Escape Velocity is fueled within. Right. And what we mean by that is intrinsic motivation 
in interpersonal relationships, intelligence, investment, so you can invest in yourself so you can invest in others, and inspiration, both breath work uh, for grounding and presence in the, in the present moment and inspiring others, right? And going back to intelligence, it's, it's lifelong learning. But all of these things are fueled within. And as a coach, we need to help you dig deep within, yes. right, to draw these things out. Um, I'm actually reading The Big Leap right now. And yes. what they talk about in the book, I think it's Guy Hedricks, uh, what they talk about is going from your uh, zone of excellence to your zone of genius. And most people don't recognize what that zone of genius is. But that's what a coach does. They help you dig deep down and figure out where that real zone of genius is, where it lies, what your genius yeah. is. And a mentor or a social media influencer, a counselor who's looking into the past, a therapist who's trying to relieve things from the past, that's not what they do, right? right. Every great, every high impact performer has a coach. Yes. Right. Everyone. If you, Bill Gates, <laughs> Elon Musk, uh, you, you name them, right? They all have coaches. But yet people in society think, I can just read this Instagram quote and I'm on my way. And it's like, no, we need to sit down with someone and have this conversation um, and overcome. I love to say overcome our limiting beliefs, our fears and obstacles, right? Towards achieving our personal impossible. So in the Flow Research Collective, I, I'm a student there. They talk about big eye impossible and small eye impossible. Big eye impossible is like, I don't know, I want to go to Mars, which it's impossible right now, but we're getting there, right? Thanks to people like Elon Musk, right? That's a big eye impossible. But a small eye impossible is, you know, I want to launch my own business and impact the lives of a thousand people in my first year. You know, that to your neighbor, right? If you said you wanted to do it as a coach, but your neighbor knows you as a mechanic, to your neighbor, that's like, that's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible to you, right? But that's my small eye impossible because I know I can do it. I just need the coaching. I need the goal setting. I need the motivation. I need the inspiration. All these things that, that lie in. I need the, the social the support plan. network. I need, yeah, all those things. That's why coaching is beautiful. And that's why I, I truly feel like you were saying earlier, we can impact everyone we meet, you know, by this magical 5%, no matter where we are or what we're doing. But yes, yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to cut and you off. No, no, that, that was beautiful because I would love to add to what you mentioned on, you know, this whole idea of a coach, you know, influencer and, you know, going to therapy, which again, I highly encourage therapy, especially when we're dealing with or haven't dealt with past experiences, events. So to kind of add to what you were saying about a coach, we not only believe that you can get there, but we offer you the limiting beliefs that are stopping you or preventing yes. you to want mm -hmm. to go there, right? So I think that for for everyone to understand and really ask yourself is, you know, am I where I really want to be? Am I um, maybe still struggling emotionally and I need to deal with this first? Or can I actually seek someone that could help me get to where I want to be? Not necessarily because... Um, you want to prove or or be more worthy or, you know, just do it because you want to, um, I mean, because you have to, but because yeah. you truly want to, you, you know that there's a calling more than a calling in your life. There's a purpose that you want to continue to chase possibly while you're still in the military, after you get out, while you're transitioning, because I mean, Topaz, you're currently right now um, transitioning soon, correct? 
Yes, that's correct. Uh, yeah, you, you hit on something really great, the, the transition process. And and let me hit on one more thing, because when we talk about the transition process, we talk about mentoring. Yeah, I'm hung up on this mentoring thing, as you can see. But um, um, mentorship is not going to dig into your past, right? Exactly what you were saying, like not from the therapist perspective, but they're not going to make you address these limiting beliefs. Their Their vision is forward, 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 forward. But let's just build on top of this shaky foundation where we have to go back and figure out what's lying in that foundation. And and when I say we, it's our job as a coach just to ask questions and you do that. You do the heavy lifting. Right. So, yeah, going back to the transition process, I'm five months out right now. Um, And what I've discovered or what I've realized as part of this process is the military does what used to be SFL tab, which is now a transition assistance program. They dropped the SFL. Um, What. I've realized is the military does a great job at providing uh, things that will help you with material requirements post-service, right? So they do a great job with resume writing, interview skills. They'll give you a mentor. Um, They'll have all these companies that want to hire you so they can use your Rolodex. (laughs) Haha, insert joke right there. But um, (laughs) um, they do a great job of that. But where the military falls short is with the socio-psychological aspect of life post-service. And what I mean by that is uh, at Escape Velocity, we, we talk a lot about self-determination theory and self-determination theory talks about authentic happiness. And when we talk about the three pillars of authentic happiness, that's competency, autonomy and relatedness. Right. And what we've learned from folks that have transitioned, which is why our program is um, from three months to five years post-service, is that's when people fall into this valley of despair, because when you're in the army, you have the ability to gain competency, right? You can get really great at your job. You can get promotions. You can get recognition. You can be a leader. Competency is very high. Relatedness is very high. You have a great team. You have a great network. You have great friends. But autonomy, autonomy is on the low end, right? Which is great because it's a military machine. Everyone doesn't need autonomy. We've got to take orders. We've got to do what needs to be done, (laughs) right? right? Right. Otherwise, there'd be chaos. Um, And then most people who want to leave, they want to leave because they're in search of autonomy. So then you transition out and you get autonomy. Autonomy goes through the roof. But now you struggle with competency because you go from doing a job where you were promoted, you got accolades, you got awards, you were great at it. Everyone th- said, hey, this is a subject matter expert, right? And now you're doing a job and you essentially go, this is my I, one of my favorite sayings, you go from A at Army to being a C at civilian or a C in the corporate sector. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's struggles. It's struggling, right? And it's depressing yes. and it gives you anxiety. So you, 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 you're reduced there and then relationships go away, right? If you're no longer part of the machine that's deploying and training, um, you kind of get forgotten, right? So you lose your relatedness. So you lose two components of, uh, the three pillars of, uh, self-determination theory, authentic happiness, right? And we don't do a good job during transition of helping people replace those things. And it's not the army's job. We should be identifying these things, um, throughout our entire career. But most importantly, you know, if I know I'm going to retire five years out, three years out, what am I doing outside of work that brings me joy? Who is my network of people I hang out with? What other skills do I have? What do I enjoy doing? Um, These are the things that as a coach, we'll walk through these things and we'll help you identify these things. We'll help you build these networks um, that are going to bring you authentic happiness. Um, That's what coaching does. And that's what I found was the biggest struggle for people during this transition process. I love that. Topaz, that's amazing because I know 
out of the three and you're right for the most part you will lose at one point all three because you become stuck you're like oh i have all this free time but wait a minute i'm not doing anything why am i not doing anything and it's the cycle that continues to repeat and you know what i like to teach um my clients and also through this podcast topaz is that the way we uh, create our feelings is by the thoughts that we're having, right? Like our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. So everything that we're now thinking, everything you just mentioned, like, oh, I actually am not good at this because I am new in the corporate sector. I don't understand really what a project manager does. Yes, I've done it in the military, but I don't understand their language, right? So now you lost that. So now you're actually even now doubting yourself because you have all these thoughts about, Am I really supposed to be here? And then relatedness, right? Like you don't want to go out there and seek connections because now you feel like you're the outsider, the outlier. And so all these thoughts come in all at one moment. And now you're feeling one anxious. You're feeling possibly um, discouraged, disappointed that did I, um, one, miss my my time of getting out at the at the right time, right? Or did I, um, you know, do this wrong or, or whatever it may be that creates so much self-doubt that now you don't want to do anything. And when we get into this cycle, we now indulge in overwhelm. We indulge in possibly even worrying about what may happen with your career, with your family, with your finances. And so, it's just- yeah. I was going to say, you know, what's really interesting. What 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 you just talked about is what we talk about in our in our escape velocity uh, coaching program is the fear of practicality. All those Ooh. things you just mentioned. When you yes. talk about this doubt, what we do now at this point is we say, "Oh man, this job I took after retirement, I'm not making enough money. My yes. wife's not happy. I'm not happy at home. My friends say I can get a better job." This all oh, becomes fear good. of practicality. And you know what people do is they say, "I'm going to change jobs." Right. So now I'm on my second or third job. And I'm going to take a job that looks like what I was doing in the military because it's practical. I have yes. people that work there that think like I think because they're veterans too, right? Mm-hmm. So now I've built my relatedness back and I've built my competency back, but I've lost my autonomy again because I'm doing a job I don't want to do for the hours I don't want to do it because right. I have this fear of practicality. And then what does that do? It leaves you uh, with anxiety, with depression. Yeah. Now we're back into the valley of despair. And it's just right. like you said. I love the way you said it. It's just a loop. It's a cycle. Yeah. Right. Until you get to the underlying belief, the limiting belief of can I really do what I want to do? Can I get into my zone of genius? Right. We're going back to our zone of excellence because of practicality. Right. And it brings with us all those things you just mentioned, the doubt, the stress, the anxiety, the the marital problems, the problem with kids, all these things. All of it. Yeah. Everything just compounds. Right. Which. Um, Topaz, this is, leads us into the question that I have been wanting to ask you. And I know we briefly talked about this before um, as well, but your focus, your your niche, the people that you help, that you serve, you are coaching soft minority men. Can yes. you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, this is this is my this is my passion. Okay. This is my passion. Um, my, my, our population is very specific, right? Um, as you stated, I have 20 years, 25 years of service, 20 years within a special operations community, right? Um, I've dealt with a lot of through experience and, and events and operational deployments. I've dealt with what most of us are dealing with on the mental health side, right? And I'm familiar with, with really with the impact those experiences have on mental health and quality of life. 
post-deployment and post-service. And that, to me, that understanding makes it, makes it different as coaches to be able to relate to this community. And what I see on social media and what I see on the internet, there are too many voices that are saying, man up, suck it up, be a man. This, this stereotypical response to the minority male figure, mm. right? Yes. This, is, this is your job to be the, 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 the stoic, strong person. And it's not, it's not okay for you to be sick. It's not okay for you to ask for help. It's not okay for you to be vulnerable. And that's not true, right? We have to be able to talk about our pain points. We have to be able to be vulnerable so that we can grow and so that we can heal, right? So I'm very involved in the, not, in the mental health nonprofit community. And even on social media, I keep going back to social media, but that's where people go. And if you were to Google, and I challenge the listeners, if you were to Google uh, Special Operations Forces or um, uh, Special Operations Nonprofit or, uh, I don't know, Tactical Operators or whatever, start to Google those things and look at the photos. Look at the photos that come up on social media. Look at the hashtag photos that come up. Look at the nonprofits that come up. And I challenge you to identify the ones that are, I'll use the word directed towards minority or inclusive, fully inclusive of minorities. And I, I use this phrase, illusionary equality. That's my phrase. So nobody steal it. But <laughs> illusionary equality. We're on the outside, right? From the military machine, from the Department of Defense, they will show equality, right? They'll say, hey, Secretary of Defense is, a, is an African-American. Right. Or they'll say this person's African-American or this person, this person's, you know, a minority. Um, I've probably I've had. I want to go out on a limb here kind of because I'm not really thinking straight, but two minority command sergeant majors in 20 years. At the at the brigade level. Two in 20 years. Right. So to. I'm not coming at this from a victim mentality. Right. I'm coming at it from the mentality that we serve to, we should be proud of our accomplishments and we should talk about these accomplishments so we can encourage the next generation. Right. Um, So that's really why I I just didn't see enough for the minority male population. Go ahead and go, go ahead and and do some hashtags and it'll, it'll jump out of you. There'll be a hundred posts or less. Yeah. And then look at the ones that are in the millions. Right. So yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, because there aren't enough, right? There, there really aren't enough um, men, minority men, um, speaking about this, speaking about how to deal with your emotions, how to move past something that you've been hanging on to, that limiting belief, that um, experience that, of course, it wasn't unpleasant, right? But at the end of the day, we know that life is going to happen. Yes. And at the end of the day, we know that Every veteran, every military, regardless of what branch, what service, what what's your MOS, your job, your focus, you are in an environment that not a lot of people voluntarily sign up for because it's hard. It's hard emotionally and physically, mentally. It, it's just hard in general. So again, it's something that we want to continue to put out there and share with the minority men group and just to give our listeners and you'll they'll have everything in the show notes by the way um how to reach you and all for the sure, information for sure. website your your photo so they'll know um who topaz navarro is but just 
um, to give them an idea, you are Puerto Rican and African-American, correct? That's correct. So, That's correct. I mean, that alone, it, it's it's difficult to kind of even speak on, you know, just one race, just African-American or even just Puerto Rican, right? Because already there is a stigma within our culture. I'm yeah. Hispanic. I'm Guatemalan. My father never, and to this day, will not admit that we are possibly um, always avoiding our feelings. He's like, no, this is just the way we are. And I'm like, no, yeah. We're, yeah. we're avoiding it. We we don't know how to deal with them, right? Because that's just how he was raised and that's how he raised me. So now I am open to the possibility of how do I actually get to allow my emotions, be with them, and yeah. just allow myself to go through that um, negative emotion so that I can experience happiness, experience the positive ones that we want to. But first we need to go through the emotions that are going to help us get there. No, that, that's great. And you're hundred percent correct. And this is why we're with Escape Velocity Academy, we're building this, we call it a cohort, right? But it's a lifelong thing. You know, once you become a member of our community, we want people to stay forever. Even if it means, yes. hey, I'm just dropping in on a Facebook, or, hey, I'm just dropping in on Instagram, or hey, I'm just dropping in on whatever, right? Yeah. Because when you put people with the shared experiences together in the same room, you allow people to be vulnerable because yes. we all, like I said, have the same shared experiences and we want to build and to grow and to help one another do that. So that's our point right. and that's our focus. And that's why we're focused towards minority males. I know we're running out of time, right? So I just wanted to hit a one thing because we wanted to talk about um, tip tool recommendation for a takeaway. Yes. Right. And like I said, 5% more motivated and inspired uh, when you walk away from here. If you've looked back on this podcast three months from now and you didn't get anything from it or you didn't get 5% more motivated or inspired, then I failed you during this podcast. Feel free to send me a message and say, hey, you, you, fail, you failed me. I'm not motivated or inspired. Um, but I feel good that you listened to it anyway. But look, um, I do this thing. I call it um, GRG. Right. This is my thing. I call it grit, grace and resilience. Love right. It. That's my thing. GRG, grit, grace, and resilience. You can put them in any order, you know, just, but it's just a, a way for me to remember. And today I, I don't want to get into grit and resilience because those are, those are fun to dig into, but I want to talk about grace because um, grace and vulnerability are, are to me, they're, they're so closely connected. So yes. I want to tell, and I want to make sure from a male to male perspective, we can say, you know, have grace, have grace for yourself, right? Do not evaluate yourself in the current moment. Think about where you'll be in 10 years. Love yourself love through all of your mistakes and missteps, right? I say, if it weren't for the rain, there'd be no rainbows, right? So um, love yourself through all the mistakes and the missteps and celebrate the wins. No matter how small or seemingly insignificant they may seem to you, um, the release of dopamine, the release of feel-good chemicals, and your body will want to do it again. Your brain yes. loves victories. So yeah, that's my thing for that's my my takeaway is is grace. And I know from a from a from a black male, from an afro latino male to say grace, have grace, love yourself, that may sound a little on on the weaker side of things, but that's what we do, right? And we, yeah. because we want we want everyone to know you're not alone and it's okay to talk about these things. So that's my takeaway from today. Amen to that. Thank you so much Sopaz. Grace is so beautiful and I love how you just shared that and expressed that and really shared that with our military men community because even if you're not in the soft community and you're a male veteran 
um, male service member in any service, I know that it's difficult, it's hard, and sometimes it's not the easiest thing to say because there's a stigma of weakness and we don't have time for emotions, we don't have time for vulnerability, we just don't have time for that, right? And it, it's just such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Topaz, for not only ending that with a very high note and encouragement, and please, I um, would love for you to share how my listeners can reach out to you, get in contact with you. Um, please let us know how we can do that. Sure. Um, once again, Wendy, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I mean, we've we've done a lot connecting and only, I think, almost three weeks of, of knowing one another. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, I really appreciate your openness uh, and your willingness, you know, to want to expand this conversation to to the general public, you know, and to reach more people. So um, Facebook page, Escape Velocity Academy. Um, yeah, please follow us there. Um, join a conversation, drop some comments in the comment field. Um, um, Instagram, escape velocity one, one dot one eight six. Um, please follow us there. Uh, drop me a direct message. Um, I'm always on it. So let me know how you're doing. And of course, if you, if you're interested in exploring your, your personal mindset and motivators, um, escape velocity That's our website. We have a free discovery session. So you just drop in there. My calendar comes up. You and I, we can sit down and talk for a half an hour, chop it up, talk about, you know, what we're dealing with, what we're going through, uh, what our what our impossible is and how we're going to get there. So, yeah, thank you again for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're so happy that you were here. Thank you so much for sharing every um, nugget that you had for us. Thank you so much. And you guys, seriously, if you're a male military service member, veteran, going through the transition, thinking about the transition, you know you're going to retire soon. You have to reach out to Topaz. When I tell you that he will not only help you, he will inspire you to continue to dig deeper into what you know, uh, the changes that you know you need to make. So you guys go ahead and reach out to him on Instagram, send him a DM. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and whatever nugget that he shared that resonated with you, you not only take action, but you start making that 5% um, impact, the 5% change increase in whatever you want to do. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening in and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. And before you go, I'd love to ask you to take a minute to hit that subscribe button and leave a quick review. And if you're feeling generous, you can include a comment with something that you love about the podcast and I'll choose a few to include in shout outs in upcoming episodes. Thanks again for joining me and let's get after it.